inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining. Today, we'll hear truly interesting business advice for speakers. So let's, let me introduce you your today's guest. As well as being the co-founder and CEO of Speaker Nation, 10X Speaker, and 10X Digital, Chris Baldwin is recognized as the fastest growing speaker in the Netherlands, an international keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, event host, and serial entrepreneur. His mission is to enable you and your organization to free your story and achieve abundant results through the power of effective storytelling and powerful communication. Chris has delivered hundreds of keynotes on how to build meaningful connections with brands such as Microsoft, Accenture, LifeRay, Rabobank, T-Mobile, Patagonia, TNT, the Dutch police, and the Dutch government. In his upcoming book, he will describe his journey to becoming co-founder and CEO of Speaker Nation with world-renowned serial entrepreneur, business speaker, and founder of Wildfit, Eric Edmeads. So let's welcome Chris Baldwin. Hello, Chris. Hi, Oscar. Hi, Chris. Nice, nice uh, uh, hearing you. Nice talking with you. And yes, I know this. There's going to be many interesting things to to hear from you. But I would like to hear now. What was your journey to become a professional speaker? Um, yeah, thanks for the great intro, Oscar. That's something uh, that's on my LinkedIn right now, so anyone can read it. And I wrote it actually over my holidays over the last uh, few weeks. So let's see, what led me to becoming the speaker that I am today? This was really something that happened quite recently. You know, I've only really been mm -hmm. speaking for about just over two years now. And the first year was actually speaking within my organization. And the last mm -hmm. year, I was actually an independent speaker and consultant. Broke free last summer to, to become a professional speaker. But the first year actually was within my organization. And the reason for that was uh, I took on a job that had me, tasked me with building a new mission and vision for our agency, you know, how to, how to sort of build the next chapter of the organization. And what I realized was um, a lot of people had trouble communicating the mission of the company. And so that led me to teaching them how to present, how to pitch, how to pitch this mission to, to our clients. And that led me to a lot of speaker trainings and, and actually training people internally on how to mm -hmm. present better and how to win new business. And in that process, I actually, in order to simplify things, to, to make it easy to present, I actually built a model called Meaningful Connections, which basically boiled the whole digital ecosystem down into a very simple model that was easy to communicate. And, and what that did was give me something quite unique and give us as an agency something quite unique to present to, to clients, but also to the industry, uh, a model, a model on how to build meaningful connections in a hyper-connected world. And, and, and this resulted in an invitation from Microsoft to present at a very large industry event in Stockholm. It was the ERB Mix Awards, and it was an opening keynote, and it's the first time I went public with Meaningful Connections. It's on YouTube. It's, it's gotten a lot of views, okay. and I still get fan mail from this keynote that I did in 2016. And what this did was result in a lot of opportunities to speak again and again and again until eventually I was being invited almost daily to speak in 2017. 
And so it gave me a lot of opportunity to practice and also gave me the opportunity to become a thought leader within not just my organization, but also my industry. And this built a brand for me that enabled me to break free uh, last year and become a speaker. Well, quite interesting that happened so in such a short time. So you, you, you are still an entrepreneur. You still have your, your companies. From what I understand, you have been working in several companies, your own. And so how would you define now your, your business model as a speaker today? So just, just before we get to the business model, there's actually a little backstory as to what sort of led me to becoming a speaker. You know, mm -hmm. in June last year, I started to realize I was speaking more than I was working, like for my agency. Okay. I became the, the communicator for the agency. And so last summer, I decided to build a new business. Mm -hmm. I call it 10X Digital. And I launched it last August. And I decided to use speaking as a channel to bring new business into my company. This was mm -hmm. a strategic decision because I was good at speaking. People were telling me I was good at it. And there's actually a business model behind speaking. And that is that you get paid to grow your business. They actually pay you to stand on stage and deliver your message, which is a marketing message often for your company because it's an origin story. They pay you to deliver that. Plus, whatever you deliver, if it's good, results in new business for your company. So for me, it was like, wow, this is a great model. It's a great model. Not only do I get paid for speaking, but the message I deliver results in new clients. So what happened was eventually I realized it's not even about the speaking fee at all. It's about the business you generate through the act of speaking. And but I started with zero. So last uh, June, I, I actually decided to do a speaker training. I took it from a world-renowned speaker called Eric Admeets. It's called the Business Freedom Speaking mm -hmm. Academy. It's a five-day academy, very intense academy. And I took that just to get, you know, get recalibrated as a speaker. If I'm going to become a speaker, then I better have the right techniques mm -hmm. and the right mindset uh, when I start on this new journey. In July, I quit my job. In August, I started my new business uh, as a speaker. I got not gigs in the first month. I made zero money. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on peanut butter and crackers because I've got three kids. Um, so, you know, it was like do or die scenario in September, I got my first paid gig, which was only 500 euros in Vienna. Mm -hmm. It was the closing keynote for the European print conference. And then by October, I had my, I got my Ted talk, which was something that was presented to me only the day before I actually gave the Ted talk. So I've been telling my agent that I want to do a TED Talk. And when TEDx University of Amsterdam called him because two speakers were sick, uh -huh. he thought of me because I kept telling him I wanted to do a TED Talk. Uh, however, the it was only presented to me the day before. So I'm one of the only people that can say they prepared and gave their first TED Talk on the same day because I didn't <laughs> actually prepare it until the next morning and I had to give it in the afternoon. Wow. And, um, and the crazy thing about that is that I was sick as well. I was sick in bed. And I had my first official keynote, first official paid keynote, the first time I represented my agency, the next day, the day after my TED Talk. So I had every reason to say no and, and really recover for the day after, which was my first official paid keynote. But I said yes. I said yes because I realized one talk can do for you what one talk delivered well, delivered compellingly, what that can do. And This one TED talk went viral on YouTube and resulted in a ton of new opportunities for me. And um, so by October, I did my TED talk. I had two 
pay gigs. I made about 9,000. In November, I was fully booked. I made over 20,000. By December, I was the fastest growing speaker in the Netherlands. By January, I found myself on the number one spot of the top 10 speaker list for the Netherlands. And by February, Eric Edmeads reaches out to me Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook Messenger and says, Chris, uh, you know, we need to talk. And my strategic objective the whole way was that I wanted to partner with Eric Edmeads on a Mm -hmm. new project of his called Speaker Nation. And we launched Speaker Nation in September next month. Um, So that was a strategic objective I had the whole time. And one of the reasons why I was growing so quickly and, and doing all this stuff it was really to to be so good he doesn't ignore me so that I could partner with him on, on this new project. Wow. It's very, very impressive and interesting the way it happened. Very quickly, you started to become a, a professional speaker and then you get this partnership with an with a established speaking coach who has already established business. So what would you say is you call the secret or, or how... What you made to to make it this success in such a short short time? So what I did was I, I realized that everything in life starts with a choice, mm-hmm. and and it's really the ability to choose effectively. The bit is is really key to the speed of mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, whatever actions you need to take. Uh, an effective and and speedy choice leads you to action. And we often get caught up in our choices. You know, do I go left? Do I go right? Do mm-hmm. I say yes? Do I say no? And and the information that we have enables these choices. And so what I started with was building a decision-making framework on how am I going to make choices as I'm building my company, as I'm building my speaker business. And this led me to developing seven mindsets on how to be the best speaker you can be. And I developed those last July before I even started my business in August. And, and I've been executing on these mindsets ever since. And they've been really at the core of what's enabled me to move so quickly and grow so fast as a speaker. You know, these mindsets, do you want me to go through them? Yes. So it's seven mindsets. And the very first mindset is really about who is your customer? You know, a lot of speakers, amateur speakers, think that the customer is the audience, but it's not. The audience mm. is the product that you're building. You're delivering information into their heads that is going to change something in their lives, in their business. It's going to make them more successful in some way. And your customer is the event producer. Mm. It's the event manager. It's the event coordinator. It's the one paying you exactly. to speak. And whether that be an event manager or an organization with an event manager in it, trying to organize an event for that organization, it's always the event manager, the event producer, basically the same thing. And so my mindset, number one, is make the event manager's life as easy and pleasant as possible. That's literally Mm -hmm. the mindset. Make them happy. Make them go, wow. Make them go, holy crap, I want to work with Chris again. He is so easy to work with. So make their life as easy and pleasant as possible. That's my very first mindset. And that's the mission I'm on is to actually make it so easy for event managers to work with me that they want to work with me again. And they want to recommend me to other event managers because Chris is someone you need to have on your podium and you need to be working with. And that that's allowed me to get reinvited to events over and over again. The second mindset is actually make your speaker agent as successful as possible. So empower your speaker agent to drive business to you. And this is key because your speaker agent has a much larger network than you do, especially when you're starting out as a speaker. They have a huge network. And often when events are just about to start, speakers pull out, you know, they get held up at airports, they get held up in traffic, they get mm-hmm. sick. And, and event managers, the first thing they do is call a speaker agent 
and in panic asking for a good speaker to 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 slot in last minute mm. and so you need to be top of mind for your speaker agent and you need and if you're acting in their best interest if you're driving success for their business then they're always going to be thinking of you first and so that's the second mindset make your speaker agent as successful as possible so empower them to be able to choose you over another speaker the third mindset is always have a no problems attitude so i don't see problems i only see opportunities to solve so my mission at any event is to solve problems for the event manager you know whenever there's a problem you know a speaker doesn't turn up no problem if they ask me to speak a second time on that day no problem i'm prepared for that you know if they want me to cut my presentation in half no problem if the technology doesn't work and they need me to and, and i can't have slides no problem you know if they want me to present if i'm on stage for a 20 minute presentation and the next speaker isn't ready yet because they're caught up in traffic and they say can you please just keep speaking no problem i'm prepared for that with my speech map and so always come with a no problems attitude because events are full of problems and it's a, a minefield of problems for the event manager and they love to work with a speaker that has a no problems attitude because that's a speaker that that just makes their life as easy and pleasant as possible uh, my fourth mindset is always go for the emotional connection So whenever I'm designing stories and trying to make points and trying to speak uh, through the stage I'm always looking for the emotional connection I'm making with people and I strategically build my speeches to create deep emotional connections because people don't remember what you say they won't even remember what you do at the end of the day people remember how you made them feel and mm -hmm. feelings give rise to emotions and it's actually emotions that makes memory stick we're very selective in our memory And so so by creating emotions you create memory and unless people remember you your story the points that you've made then there's no chance that they're going to act upon that in the future and what you want is that they act upon your information at some point in the future and so you need memory for that and emotion is the key to making memory stick uh, the fifth mindset is live an interesting life you know stories stories unfolding themselves every day of your life and a great speaker is a great storyteller and in order to have a good repertoire of stories that you can take to the stage then you need to live an interesting life live an inspired life so everything i do i try to look for for interesting things to do in my life from traveling to relationships to you know sometimes going down the path that's least taken you know to try and discover something new and be curious about things the sixth mindset is always finish on time Uh, if you don't you create a problem for for not just you or the event manager you create a problem for everybody so always finish on time and i've been known now as the speaker that finishes on the second literally on the second because i have a speech map and i i know how my ending is and i can finish my speeches on the second if i have a clock in front of me <laughs> well, and that's something i've been practicing yeah and it makes it sort of makes it a signature almost the, people can count on you to finish on mm -hmm. time exactly. you know and there's nothing worth than a speaker going over time and mm. taking time from the next speaker or the next session and all these things it's terrible yeah <laughs> so always finish on time and the seventh mindset is be so good they can't ignore you mm. this isn't meant to be arrogant in any way i know you're from finland in finland it might be sort of interpreted a little bit as arrogant <laughs> in the us that they love it in the us you know i'm i'm from holland so there it's like mm, what's this guy talking about <laughs> be so good <laughs> be so good they can't ignore you is really about being the best version of yourself yes. it's really about having the courage to stand up there and truly bring out the best version of you and why so good they can't ignore you well you need to be 
to a point where if an opportunity comes up in the future, whether it be the, the event manager or the event producer or someone in the audience thinking, hey, remember that speaker last year? Um, he did a great job or she did a great job. And it's like that, that is be so good they can't ignore you. They, they will seek you out. If you're, if you're the best version of yourself and you deliver a powerful message and they, they, they can't ignore that anymore because you've implanted a memory in their heads, at some point in the future, they're going to need a speaker. And what you want is for them to think of you and seek you out and invite you in to speak. So that's what this last mindset is about. It's about being so good they can't ignore you, being the best version of yourself because that's the only thing you can really be. And, and a great speaker is re- really someone who can truly be themselves and deliver a powerful message through that medium. And that's what people relate with. And that's what people love. We love the speaker that we can relate with, the speaker that's that has the courage to be themselves and that has the courage to, to say the things that need to be said. And so these mindsets, mm-hmm. it's only seven of them, but every decision I make is on this framework, everything I do. And if it breaks this framework, then I relook at the mindset. And if, if the mindset is true, then I will not take on the opportunity or I will not go down that path. I will simply say no. So this has allowed me to make decisions very quickly. And I think that's been at the key to how I've moved so quickly and grown so fast as a speaker. Yeah, I can see it's, it's very convincing. Uh, this, this seven mindset that you mentioned and shows that you are in every decision you make, you, you aim to be very professional. And if, if you have it, these seven written down, so you know you are going to to meet this expectation, this personal expectation that you have. But one of the other things I found in these seven mindsets is that it's very business oriented. And that's something that not everybody has developed this business oriented way of thinking when there's growing uh, a business like this, becoming a professional speaker is, is, is a business. You, you are a, a business person. Um, yeah. So I understand very well how you achieve this in such a short time when you uh, met this, uh, you set this goal for yourself. And what about the people who are not planning to become a professional speaker because they love their job, the day job, or they have their own company? Maybe they have a startup. They love that and they don't plan to be, become a professional speaker, but they need and they also want to speak in public, in conferences and in the media or anywhere is relevant for, for the activities they are doing. So, um, how uh, a person like that can can benefit with with speaking so i would i would turn that around a little bit i would say that we're mm. all speakers we open our mouth every day and we speak every single one of us and we were all born natural public speakers uh-huh. every single one of us we were just told to unlearn it we were told to shut up we were told to be quiet we were told to be seen and not heard this is how you know the schooling system please put mm. your hand up when you want to speak you know, and, and we were, we were, we were taught to shut up. And that's, and in organizations often, you know, we're taught to shut up even more. We're taught to, you know, follow the, the plan and, and only speak when I, when I, when, when someone asks you. And, and this is, this is at the core of, of a lot of the unhappiness in corporate culture now is that people don't have a voice anymore mm. and they're, they're part of a system and they're part, they're just a number in the machine and, and speaking. Is, is the anecdote to that speaking, the ability to stand up and have a voice within your organization is highly empowering. It's highly enabling. And I would say we are all natural born public speakers and we do it every day. And speaking is about inspiring the change that you want to see in this world through your voice. And so with that, I would challenge people to, to stand up 
and speak what they need to say. And and what's stopping us is often, you know, the judgment. What are other people going to think about me? And and But also the skills. I don't know how to do this. I'm not getting enough practice. So that's why I started in the beginning with, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any practice until I started to seek out the practice. An organization is in an amazing environment in, to learn how to speak because we all love people within our organization that have the courage to stand up and, sa- and say what needs to be told, what needs to be said, you know, that has the courage to stand up and share their ideas. You know, whether they're good or bad doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's, you need to go through nine bad ideas before a good one comes along. But unless you're willing to fail that nine times, you're never going to get to the 10th one. So it's a matter, it's an iteration game. It's a matter, it starts with a belief that you are good enough. Always. You've been born a natural speaker and, and the practice will only come if you have the courage to stand up and, and speak. And so I would say that being in an organization is a, the perfect breeding ground for you to become a better communicator and a more effective speaker. And and it can lead you to industry podiums where you start mm-hmm. to become a thought leader for your industry. You start to become a thought leader for your organization. And what that does is this gives you the ingredient now to be invited to events. People will see you as the speaker within your organization. And when a speaker needs to be uh, found because, well, we have an event coming up uh, next year and who, who's going to speak? Oh, I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak. Oh, but hang on. Fred, Fred's a good speaker. He's been speaking internally mm. for a while now. I, I see him a lot. How about we ask him? And that gives you a ticket to the podium. And this is how it started for me. And it's actually much easier than you think. And it just takes the courage to start, the courage to start. And in order to enable you on that journey, you need to acquire the skills you need to acquire the mindset and you need to acquire sort of, you know, a plan and strategy on how you're going to build something that's going to help you get what you want in the end. And that is potentially a promotion or a new client or, you know, to maybe to become the CEO of your company one day and all these things. But you have to define these things for yourself. Mm-hmm. So what is the, the best piece of advice that you could give to someone who is in an organization or an entrepreneur and wants to become much better at speaking? So that's a really good next question because I was about to, you know, to leap onto that. It's have strategic objectives. My biggest piece mm. of advice is have strategic objectives. Know what you want ahead of time. Mm. And, and so know why you're speaking. Know uh, how you will achieve the goals that you set for yourself. Uh, mm. Know what to do in order to achieve those goals. So have a plan. And, and these strategic objectives, if you know them ahead of time, when you're giving your presentation, then you can start to speak to stakeholders within your organizations that are able to, are going to be able to bring you those strategic objectives or make them come true. And so, for example, I'll give you a tangible example. Mm-hmm. I speak on industry podiums. Let, let's say, no, let's say it's an in-company event and they've asked to come in as the keynote speaker to bring a new perspective for the company. That's often, that's a great way to get speaking gigs. They pay well, they usually pay two, three, four thousand for a one hour talk in the middle of the day. And it's the company having a, a sort of day event mm-hmm. and then they want a different perspective. So they invite literally a, a speaker from the outside. And, but let's say you want to work with that company in the future. Let's say maybe you want to, maybe you want to train them in communication skills. So now you need to think, okay. So my strategic objective is, is to get a consultancy deal with this company to become a trainer for them. Now, 
who's the influencer? Who's the stakeholder that I need to influence within that organization? Well, it's the HR manager. It's the HR team, the human resource team, the team that actually defines the learning and development modules within the organization and and sets up the training programs. You need to influence them. So as you're giving your keynote and before and after the keynote, as you're having coffee and lunch with the organization, because generally you can stay the whole day as the keynote speaker and you can meet people and, and, and network with them. So you need to seek out these people within that organization. And in your keynote, you build in stuff that's going to inspire them, that's going to make them think, ha, huh, maybe, maybe Chris would be a good trainer for us. You know, we, we pitch a lot to our clients and, and Chris seems to be doing like a great job at just pitching us this perspective that he's coming to talk about. And so they will start, naturally start to, to consider you as a trainer for their organization. And then you would seek out the HR manager, shake their hand, have coffee, have lunch with them. And and that's exactly what happened to me, by the way. That first big keynote I gave last October, you know, the keynote mm-hmm. after my TED Talk, it was to the biggest law firm in the Netherlands. I met the HR manager. We had lunch on that day. And now that's my biggest client. I have two modules in their learning and development program. I teach them communication skills and I teach them client conversations. And they are my biggest client. And I got them through a paid keynote. So that's why I say mm-hmm. speaking is an amazing channel. You get paid to market yourself and build your business. Mm-hmm. So what else uh, someone who wants to wants to grow their business through speaking can do? What other piece of advice would you would you think of? So, you know, I did a TED talk. That was mm-hmm. basically the first big talk that I did, a TEDx talk, I mm-hmm. should say. Now, this has led to, you know, that TEDx talk was, I, they didn't pay me for it, but they did create a video. It went on YouTube mm-hmm. and it went viral. And that's the great thing about a TEDx talk. If you do a good TEDx talk, you have the ability to leverage that in interviews. It can get you a job opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Internally, people will say, you know, he's done a TEDx talk. Oh, of course we should invite him to speak. You know, Mm -hmm. it it builds credibility. It builds uh, authority. And But as an entrepreneur as well, a TEDx talk is a great way to kick off your business because now you're going to tell your origin story, you know, People don't buy what you do. People buy why you do it. And and a great TEDx talk is basically, as an entrepreneur, your origin story. Why do you do what you do? Why are you building this business? What is your mission? What is the backstory behind all this passion and all this energy you're putting into growing a business? And if you can get that out in a TEDx talk, man, that becomes a, a business card. It becomes a lead magnet. It, it will mm-hmm. attract people to want to do business with you. So my advice, if, you, if you're considering being a speaker and you can still be within an organization, sure. is consider a TEDx talk. There are TEDx uh, podiums everywhere in the world. There's one in your city. They usually, they're held you know, once or twice a year. And the first one doesn't have to be perfect. Mine wasn't perfect. It was built and delivered on the same day. It wasn't perfect, <laughs> but it was effective. And it's generated well over $10,000 in revenues for me okay. through a number of speaking opportunities I had after the TED Talk. Yeah, so t- definitely having a TEDx talk is, can be very beneficial for an entrepreneur, as you said, for anybody who wants to want their company to be more in the spotlight. What type of topic will be the perfect, let's say, formula or type of topic to uh, propose to a TEDx organizer? Um, so, so the topic doesn't matter. The topic, you know, the core of TEDx is an idea worth spreading. Mm, yes. So the topic needs to be an idea that's worth spreading, an idea that gets into people's heads 
and that mm. makes them say, I have to share this. Mm. I have to tell someone else. This is too good to keep to myself. That is at the core of TEDx. There are many methods on how to give a TEDx talk. If you watch mine, I'm number one for Chris Baldwin on YouTube and Google. Now it's my TEDx talk. And if you watch my, I use the start method. And the start method is basically S-T-A-R-T. You, you start your speech with salting the problem. That's the S. Mm-hmm. Once you've salted the problem, you transform beliefs. That's the T. And then you give actionable stories. You know, how this is uh, played out in real life. That's the A, action. And then you relate. That's the R. You relate to the audience. You bring everybody back on the same page. We are all one and we are all in agreement. And then the final T is the takeaways. What do they need to do next? What should they do next? You know, because I've heard this great story now. What do you want me to do about it? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the T for takeaways. And that's a start method. And that's one I used in my TED talk. And if you, if you look at many great TED talks out there, most of them use the start method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sounds, sounds very, sounds like a good method, good formula for, for this. Chris, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? So I have many, many favorite quotations. <laughs> Um, probably the one that, that sticks to mind the best is, is something that I, I'm not sure what book I got it out of. Maybe it's something I even made it up myself, actually. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's basically success is largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. Mm-hmm. And that's simply another way to say, don't quit. Mm-hmm. But it, it is so key because we, we quit too quickly. And one of the um, uh, backstories behind this quote was I was reading a book. I forget which one it was again. Um, but it, you know, it was, oh, I think it was, it was servant leader, I think. And it's, you know, why don't I get what I want? And the answer was, you keep changing your mind. Mm. You know, we, we seem, we can't stick with something long enough to see it through, to see it work. Yes. And so that's the theory behind this quote. Success is largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. It means you need to outdo them with persistence, with patience with sacrifice and with focus, you stay focused on the goals, stay focused on what is it you're out to achieve? What is your mission? And, and maybe a side uh, quote on this quote is, is more is not better. Better is better. You know, we, we're in the mindset that more is better because that's what technology does. It makes things abundant and, mm. and more is better. And, but more isn't better. Better is better. And better is better means focus, means know what you want, know how to get it, have a plan, on what to do and stick with it long enough to see it through. And that is that quote, success is largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. It's a really, really good one. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Could you now recommend us one book in particular? So, you know, I went on a journey and and I read um, I read a book a day for three and a half years. <laughs> wow. It was when, when I turned 40, I started with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And basically, I didn't stop. I just read a book a day for three and a half years. So after about a thousand books, because many books I read over and over again, and I can't read, by the way, I'm completely dyslectic. So I, I did audio books. Um, okay. So that, that that's what allowed me to do a book a day because an audio book in double speed, you get through it quite quickly. And I think that there are many books I could recommend, but probably the first one that comes to mind that's best linked to this podcast is mm-hmm. Essentialism by Greg McNeilan. And Essentialism... Mm-hmm. It's all about finding the essence in what you do. It's all about finding focus. Uh, and it's all behind, you know, a lot of the stuff I've done is that there's a ton of things you can do. But what do you want? And what are those things that you have to do to get that? 
And and the essentialist uh, way in the book that's described uh, through essentialism is basically a really uh, good book on how to make choices in life, how to make the right choices, and how to really stay focused on the task at hand and achieve the goals that you set for yourself. So it's really a book about choices and a book about, you know, more isn't better, better is better. Mm, sounds very sounds very good as well. Please finally tell us, share with us one exercise, something practical that you recommend us doing it regularly, a routine to shine. So um, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's getting up early. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, it's like, it's so simple. But I've got three kids. You know, I'm married and I've got busy days. And early in the morning is a magical mm. time for me. It's time that I have to reflect. It's time that I, I, I can allow myself to wander with my thoughts. And it's an amazing time because what happens in your sleep is incredible. Your sleep starts to assimilate what you did the day before. And, and you know that meaningful connections I mentioned mm -hmm. at, the, at the beginning of this podcast? Well, I shared that on YouTube. It's Chris Baldwin. Uh, you, you'll find it. It's one of the best keynotes. It's my first keynote. It wasn't even a good one. But I actually said to the audience, I dreamt this up. And I did. At 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I woke up and I built meaningful connections. On a Sunday morning, sorry. And I built meaningful connections. And I built it in 40 minutes on my phone. And that became a whole new paradigm for me. And so my biggest advice would be get up a little bit earlier. And allow you allow yourself the time to wander with your thoughts and reflect on everything that's going on in your life and start to strategize on what, what are you going to do that day in order to execute on your strategy, execute on your plan, and get, get a step closer to your goals. And how I do this is I live by three principles, just three. Mm -hmm. And I call them the Groundhog Principles. Have you, have you seen Groundhog Day by Bill Murray? Oh, Bill Murray is one of the actors in it. Yes. But it's called Groundhog Day. I might, I don't remember. <laughs> you remember? It's like, it's the movie where every day is the same and, and uh -huh. he just keeps waking up on the same day over and over and over again. And, and, um, and basically he's trying to get the girl at the end and he just keeps optimizing the day okay. until he eventually gets her. And, um, And, and, and they call that the Groundhog Day. It's a day that just keeps repeating itself. It's the same day. It's just you are everything happens the same way and you through your choices can start to build a strategy and build a plan. And so I live by three principles and these principles are start thou day, the groundhog way. It, it, they even rhyme. Uh -huh. And that means every day I start the same way and I live my life in airtime mm. chambers and every day is a chance to get it right. Every day is a chance to improve. And, you know, the second, the second uh, principle is, If in doubt, go without. You know, we, we tend to, to just sometimes do things for the benefit of, of others that don't have our best interest in mind. You know, mm -hmm. an organization, for example. Or it could even be a partner. It could even be your mum and dad. Sure. You know, and, and if in doubt, is these butterflies in our stomach, you know, this gut feeling that we have. 95% of the time, that gut feeling is right. That is your inner self. That is your subconscious soul telling you that this is what you need to do right now. And we often go against that because our, our, our brains give us a thousand reasons why we shouldn't do something and our heart will get in our way because we, we might hurt the feelings of others. Mm. And, but our gut says, 
this is what you need to be doing. So if in doubt, go without. If my gut says no, I go without. If my gut says yes, I say yes. Mm. That's the second uh, mindset. And and the, the, the third principle is taking action makes it happen. You know, nothing happens in life unless unless you take action. Re- the universe rewards action and 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 dreams and thoughts are just dreams unless action is behind them. And you will just keep dreaming. I don't believe in following your dreams. I believe in in catching them. Taking and, action. And mm. yeah, taking action. The universe rewards action. So taking action makes it happen. So always be biased and default towards action. And it can be something so simple, so small. It can even be just making a choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is an action too, because now you're empowered with a direction. Mm-hmm. And so, so these three principles is basically how I live my life. And I think about these every morning and I apply these to, to my thoughts and, uh, and I strategize for that day. And, and it just helps me just get one step further every single day. And so my days just keep getting better and better. Until I have an off day or a bad day, but that, mm. that's not an off, a bad day. That's just a learning day. That's just you know, that's just how the game how the game operates. You yes. know, you have to you learn through through making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Excellent piece of advice. Um, thanks a lot, uh, Chris, for this very inspiring interview with you and hearing your your journey, how you became professional speaker in I would say in record time and based on these seven mindsets and other things that you do very consistently and thanks a lot we definitely would like to hear more or read more about what you're doing so please tell us how we can find you what is your website what are the best places to find what you do um so the best place uh, so you can google me now uh, chris baldwin and you'll find a, a ton of stuff but you know i'm on all social media channels where i'm mostly active is linkedin mm-hmm. instagram and facebook so just chris baldwin phd Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got a PhD in medicine that I never used. I never okay. used it a day in my life, but it allows me to brand myself with PhD at the end of my name. And there are <laughs> a lot of Chris, ba- yeah, there are a lot of Chris Baldwin's out there, you know, uh, sports stars, movie stars, uh, porn stars. And, and it was very hard for me to get up in Google because there's so many Chris Baldwin's. So I put PhD at the end of my name and it's a branding place. So if you, uh, anywhere on social media, Chris Baldwin PhD, mm-hmm. you will find me and, and follow me. And, um, and there, my mission is simply to inspire you on the life of a speaker, you know, and, and what speaking could mean for your life and your business. And my goal, by the way, is to get off stage because when I'm on stage, you're not. Mm-hmm. My whole mission is actually to get off stage. I'm, I'm simply showing you what's possible yeah. through speaking. And then I want to get off. So you get up there. And so that, that mission is manifested in a movement that I've created called 10X Speaker. 10xspeaker.com mm-hmm. and and it's free for you to join it's a movement and there i'm building the best one day speaker training in the world with a community of people and it's free so i want to bring put a million people through this training uh, absolutely free and and i launched it in january and there's already you know hundreds of people connected and mm-hmm. and i'm giving speaker trainings all over the world now uh, for free So you can join the movement at 10xspeaker.com and follow me on social media. And on social media, by the way, I I often give you VIP tickets to come and meet me at events. And there's an event tomorrow. I'm doing the opening keynote in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. I've got like 12 people coming in on VIP tickets. And today, one of the speakers pulled out 
And so one of these VIP tickets, one of my friends, uh, is actually speaking tomorrow. Wow. And that's what I try and do. I try to get you to the stage uh, and create opportunity for you uh, to speak. Oh, fabulous. Well, say, again, thanks a lot for, for having this great conversation and all the best. Thank you. Thanks, Oscar. Great work with the podcast and good luck growing it and, and reaching um, many people and showing them what's possible through speaking. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>